And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Wow, thank you very much there, the legendary John Bon Jovial folks, and thank you listeners for joining us once again for another The David Bowers Awards. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, We've got a great new band out of Chicago and some old friends coming back for another visit, so we'll be getting along to them very soon. Want to say hello to our friends in Rochester, New York, who hear us through the facilities of WRFZ FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio, and also our other listeners around the world and around the web. We're all over the place with what? Uh, let's see, iHeart, uh, iHeart Radio, iTunes, uh, Spreaker, 365 Radio Network, YouTube, Mixcloud, and on a, on a function that you can reach through your phone, your internet, or whatever you uh, listen to music through, you'll find us there somewhere. And if not, you write us at david at thedavidbowers.com, and uh, we'll find out how you can hear the show. Of course, if you can't hear the show, you probably can't hear me telling you how to find out how you can hear the show. But, hey, what the heck? We give it a try. Hello. Kind of a, kind, kind of a no-duh thing there, you know? Yeah, kind of. Just, just a little yeah, bit. A salute yeah. also to our house band, the fabulous Titty Bingo out of Austin, Texas, who uh, provide us with our theme music and rock with us every week. We uh, encourage you to check out Titty Bingo at tittybingo.com. Catch up on some Real good, plain, old, good time rock and roll. Also, check out their uh, their fun website. They've got a uh, an interactive section and all kinds of good stuff on there for you to check out. Because it's always time to play Titty Bingo. Remember, this is the show where you and our guests, and sometimes us too, pick the awards. There are no nominations, no naming panels, no pretend voting, just simple awards of somebody says or does something really good or really stupid and you think they deserve an award, drop us a line at that same address, david at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line and tell us who you think deserves an award and why. Simple as that. And, uh, hey, maybe you'll hear your award right here on the show, broadcast to listeners all around the world. We want to shout out to all of our friends and invite you to come on, hang in, and uh, get ready for some good old rock and roll. John Bon Jovial, how are things with you this week? Well, things down here in the swamp are actually kind of pleasant this week, uh, David. Uh, we've had winter. Winter has finally come to southwest Florida, and oh, I couldn't be wow. happier about it. Yes, we I are am- no longer... We are no longer sweating in our underpants anymore. <laughs> well, does that mean the temperature finally dropped below 70 or what? Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, we've been having uh, nights in the uh, the low 50s. Uh, days have been in the low 70s with uh, very, very low humidity. And this is probably the best winter that we've had here in about four or five years. It has been absolutely gorgeous. I am happy for you. We've uh, this is we the act- time of year that living in Florida is a nice thing to a nice place to be. 
We actually we actually had a couple of days like that. Uh, we got that. As a matter of fact, there was one day we didn't make sixty. But I understand uh, from reading the uh, the two week weather forecast that uh, we're going to get back and warm up, and we'll be in the eighties by the end of the week. As a matter of fact, I think we're around eighty today. I think also that you have an award for us this week. Well, I want to give a, an award. I'm, I'm griping. That's my award today. And, oh, uh, I'm goody. griping. I'm grip. griping at the Grammys. You know, the Grammys were a few nights ago, uh, and uh, yeah, they, you know, the the, 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 the the highly touted Gramophone Awards. And uh, this is kind of a bitch session because I got to tell you, the first uh, the first presenters for the Grammys were John Legend and. Tony Bennett, speaking of legend. The, uh, the category, I don't remember what it was. The winner, I don't remember who he was other than he was some snot-nosed pissant kid. And I say <laughs> that in the, in, in the fact that he with gave John respect, Legend... Of course. A, a, yeah, with all due respect, of course. He gave John Legend a handshake and a pseudo-hug and simply ignored Tony Bennett. Now, Tony You're Bennett is me. well into... Now, just absolutely ignored him. And, you know, the man deserves respect. He oh, yeah, is he's pioneered, a pioneer, icon of the industry. And for absolutely. this kid to ignore him, you know, I, it, it, it was just absolutely, um, it, it was just a terrible thing. And yeah, my award to this anonymous person who didn't have the class, who didn't have the grace, who was not properly raised by his parents to show respect for people that have seriously earned it. And to me, Tony Bennett doesn't have to prove his talent. The man just, he, he oozes no, talent. No. He is, and he's earned the respect of everybody in and outside the business. And I would, if I could tag an appendage onto your rant, I would also uh, castigate the kid's management for not instructing him when you go out there, show proper respect to someone that's uh, that has Absolutely. earned and deserves the respect. Yeah, I agree. Uh, actually, I did uh, I did catch a few clips uh, post Grammys, and uh, I tell you, I was not impressed. I'm not surprised that the ratings tanked. They, uh, for those of you who didn't know it, the uh, the Grammys had the lowest ratings in the history of televising the Grammy Awards. They were down over 20% from last year alone, and last year they were down from the year before. And uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, the show is uh, its very manufactured. It's very targeted. Uh, they target whatever the current rage is, and that's most of what you get. In the case of this year's show, it was mostly rap and hip-hop with a few other acts thrown in. And like all the award shows, and I think this is proving itself in the lowering of ratings of all the award shows, but uh, there was just too much politic politicking uh, for some reason. Well, yeah, and, and, and you're, you're right there. I mean, the politicking, uh, you know, you and I, we differ in our political opinions, uh, and usually I will align myself with some of the uh, opinions that are espoused by, you know, some of the upper category musicians and some of the Academy Award winning movie stars and that kind of thing. But this is no place to have a political platform. This is to celebrate music. This is to celebrate talent. This is not a place 
to condone or excoriate the president or the Congress or your local alderman. That's just it's just not the right place. To or be. even your own industry. I mean, you had the the, the women's movement up there uh, castigating their own industry, and these are shows. These shows are designed for two basic purposes. One is the alleged purpose of recognizing talent from either by your peers or by your public and acknowledging the fact that they consider you uh, highly respected in your field, even if some people overlook the respect due to artists. But even more than that, they're designed to make money. Let's face it, uh, the, sure the Academy are. Awards are designed to make money for the Academy. In this case, Neris, the Music Academy. And to go up there and castigate your own Academy on time that is supposed to be for honoring your talent in that very business. Honoring uh, your talent, is, honoring your peers' talent. I mean, yeah. sure. I mean, that, that's it, what it should be ludicrous. about. It's just it ludicrous. ludicrous. And... Uh, Ex- extremely offensive, not only to and, you and know. Speaking to people of like Ludacris, didn't win this year either. No, Ludacris didn't win <laughs> either. But uh, you know, it's it's insulting to it's insulting to your your business, your industry, uh, the people of the industry, including yourself and your peers. You're insulting yourself because let's face it, you're a part of the very industry that you're insulting. And uh, I, I, I kind of tend to agree. I, I don't have his name right in front of me. I'm remiss. I don't remember it. But the uh, head of the uh, Academy of uh, Recording Arts and Sciences said that if uh, in, the, in the case of a woman complaining uh, about the fact that there weren't more female award winners, especially in the major categories, he said that uh, if women don't think there's enough women winning awards, then it's up to them to step up and earn them. And I wholly agree. Uh, bitching about it in front of your public and your fans is not the answer. Go out and earn the praise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was my award. That was my rant. Uh, we've well, gone over on that. And uh, I, uh, but, you know, well, something no. that I feel strongly about. I agree, and I think we deserve one more comment on that. I think that deserves the David Bowers Awards Raspberry. So there, okay? So there. (laughs) So there, already. Let's get on with the music, because that's what we're here for. It's what it's all about. And we've got a group who will be coming back and joining us in the very near future. And uh, as a matter of fact, you know what? We're going to move right on, because I see we have our... uh, we have, I believe, our first guest on the uh, on the green room ready to come in right now. And if you go ahead and check that out, we'll go ahead and uh, and get them on the on the show. Are they uh, are they ready to go? Uh, I'm not really sure yet. I will find out. Uh, but uh, if you will, uh, okay. Well, let's do a little bit behind the scenes thing. Uh, then yeah. You, you want me ahead. to? Uh, you want you want me to hit the ivory tower project, or do you want to go? No, right no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and hit the uh, hit the guest and make sure that it is in fact uh, one of our guests and not somebody who just accidentally dialed the wrong number. And uh, I'll go ahead and give them a little bit of an introduction because uh, this is a uh, this is a, a really really hot new band out of Chicago. We've had bands from Chicago before, and uh, we found another one 
they're going to come on and entertain us with some music, and then uh, we're going to sit and chat with them and let you get to know them. They call themselves the Buzzhounds, and uh, this song is called Dangerous Ride. Here are the Buzzhounds. Such a dangerous child I should have known She'd be driving me wild Could drink a water Pour in my face Grab me by the hair Put me in my place Y'all can ask me why I do what I do You watch a move And you'll be doing it too Yeah Grind it baby Grind it baby Light it baby Drive me crazy I never felt such a dangerous ride So Tell me baby Drive me crazy Take me to the edge of the She's a boss, yeah, I do as she says Just when I think I'm gonna hit the wall She lifts up skirt and she shows it all, yeah Grind it, baby, grind it, baby Ride it, baby, drive me crazy I never knew such a dangerous child So tell me, baby, drive me crazy Take me to the edge and bring me home, yeah Awards. And if you're an artist who'd like to have your music featured on our show, 
please write us at david at thedavidbowers.com. There you have it. Those are, ladies and gentlemen, the Buzzhounds from Chicago, Illinois. And with us is Jeff from the Buzzhounds. Welcome aboard, Jeff. David, how are you, buddy? Doing just fine. How about yourself there? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thanks for having us huh? on. Oh, we're so glad to have you join us. How's the weather out there in the Windy City? Oh, it's cold, as usual. Cold. About, I figure. Yeah, how's I, it down there? Yeah, well, it's a little less than cold. I think I'd, uh, I would call it uh, warm. <laughs> we're supposed to be up somewhere <laughs> around 80. We're somewhere around 80 today. John and I were just talking uh, uh, before we got here uh, that uh, – uh, it's around 80 here, and it's cooled down in Florida. They're down around 70, which is perfect ideal weather there. But, yeah, I figured Chicago was going to be, uh, well, it was going to be a different kind of ideal. Let's put it that way, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, tell us a little bit about the Buzzhounds now. Well, we just got done making a record. It came out um, on January 8th called Dangerous Ride. You guys just heard the title track. Right. Uh, it's ten, ten tunes, and uh, we are a three-piece band from Chicago. We've been around since 2012, and uh, this is our fourth record, and we're excited about it. It's starting to get I a little buzz behind it, it and uh, some airplay. I don't blame you. It's got a good sound to it. I'm glad to hear you're getting the airplay because that's what it's all about, and it's uh, it's getting it seem increasingly hard uh, for new groups to get airplay. But I'm glad glad it's working out for you. And with your sound, I'm not surprised. So there's three guys. Tell us about the three people in the band. Well, um, on drums you got Marco Lira. And uh, he's been uh, kind of a staple in the Chicago music scene for a number of years. I played in the band, still plays in the band, actually. Trouble, who's had some commercial success. Uh, Marco's great. Um, Bob Miller uh, is our bass player, also kind of an icon and uh, staple in the Chicago music scene. He's been playing forever and is a hell of a bass player. Um, And then there's myself, um, who is, uh, you know, the, the songwriter and kind of the, the studio rat for the band. Um, we are uh, obviously three-piece. Uh, we we like rock and roll. We, we're kind of a throwback band, especially this record's a little bit more rock and roll-y, um, maybe 50s, 60s rock and roll, melded with uh, some acoustic and, and electrical tones. Uh, we do do uh, some acoustic, maybe some, like, throwback kind of country tunes, too, like outlaw country-ish uh, with this record. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's kind of what we are in a nutshell. Uh, we love to play live. Uh, we're looking at shows for the spring and summer now. And, uh, you know, just excited to, uh, to get behind the new record and uh, excited to see kind of where it will end up. Fantastic. I was wondering about one thing you said there, though. You, uh, you listed uh, both, of your, uh, both of your other guys as icons and not yourself. So you're not a Chicago icon yet. Well, I don't know. I, just got, I, I kind of feel funny about calling myself an icon. I've been a I musician know. for my whole life. Um, so I, I do consider myself a musician, um, first and foremost. I think I always will be, um, you know, when you get into it and you, when you do it, it's kind of a, kind of a, um, it's in your blood, you know. I've been playing since sure. I'm eight years old and uh, been making music since I've been 15. Uh, a lot of different projects from, from metal to, to blues. Uh, I play the sax as well. Um, but, um, yeah, so I would hate to call myself an icon. 
who knows? Maybe one day. Well, we're uh, but we're uh, gonna yeah. we're gonna go ahead and dub you an icon, okay? As far as the David Perfect. Bowers Awards is concerned, you are now a Chicago icon, right along with your two uh, <laughs> your two musical brothers there, and uh, my Thanks, musical David. brother and uh, and studio mate here, John Bon Jovial, uh, has uh, something he'd like to chip in with, John. Well, yeah, I'd, uh, Jeff. First of all, welcome to the show. We are so glad that uh, you are here and, and your your mates by proxy. Uh, but, uh, you know, you mentioned something in describing uh, the um, uh, dangerous ride, uh, the mix of uh, acoustic and electric. And, of course, I know that, that was, you were also referring to the, uh, the other nine songs on the record. Uh, but one thing that I did notice in the song, and which I really like, is the very subtle use of a kind of like a 70s-based uh, electric fuzz. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that's really cool the way you did that. Yeah, yeah. you know what that is? Uh, is a, um, it's actually an analog synth. It's a vintage analog synth that we put through like an envelope filter. And, uh, you know, I wanted to have at least... Some of the tracks, like I, I really wanted to have at least one track that was, you know, really, I don't want to say overproduced, but really kind of out there to kind of show, you know, fill in all the gaps sonically. Um, so in addition to the bass and, and um, the guitars and the drums, uh, there, there's a uh, there's a Moog synthesizer back uh, behind, kind of behind the beat uh, and behind, you know, down low in the mix. It kind of fills in the holes, and uh, I'm glad you noticed that because I was I was, you know, trying to. You know, when mixing that tune, just kind of create that subtle ear candy that, you know, you don't really yeah, notice it, 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 but it's there. You know, if it wasn't there, you'd notice it more kind of a deal, you know? So, and and uh, not only yeah. that, it's, yeah, it's got a really nice analog feel to it as well. You know, there's a, there's a certain warmth uh, and, uh, dare I say it, you know, subtle distortion to analog that, to me, anyway, personally, is so I prefer it so much more over digital. I, it, it's going to sound strange, but to me, digital is just too clean. Yeah, I agree. And um, you know, my uh, guy that I collaborate with in, in the studio, uh, we kind of we wanted to kind of make a little bit of a throwback. And Dangerous Ride is kind of and it's got that moderny feel to it. But when you mentioned the analog process and and, and kind of how that sounds, I'm a big fan too. I mean, when I started recording many moons ago um it was always on tascam decks or reel to reel quarter inch um and i got used to that natural compression of the tape and i I do miss that so it's kind of funny to mention that because we do on these songs we we did a lot of digital we did record the pro tools but we uh we did a lot of um of uh of tape recording too one of the tricks that we did on the vocals on most all the songs was um we would run the signal chain out of the board during mixing we would put it into a full tone tape um a tube tape echo which is like a vintage echoplex type uh recreation that would nice, um so the vocals nice. would kind of get smacked by tape before they went down there and some of the songs i don't know if you guys um have i quit queued up or um some of the other tunes uh, you can really hear that uh that um, that analog warmth, and not only that, we tried to go for like almost like a rockabilly Elvis type delay um, on the vocal, like a 10 millisecond delay, like they used in Sun Studios with Sam Phillips and and, and uh, you know all the greats back uh, back. No, in you're the talking the some 50s. pioneering stuff there. Yeah, that's some great Absolutely. stuff. I mean, you know. Yeah. And and, da- and David and I, we were talking about. It's funny that you're mentioning the reel to reels. We were talking about that the other day, going you know reminiscing about. 
um, you know, our days on, ter- on terrestrial radio, where uh, we were working with, you know, Scully decks and, and the old Ampex 440s uh, and just, you know, amazing pieces of equipment that you were, that were so capable of editing and, and the things that you could accomplish with these very simple yet just, you know, strong like a bull uh, tape decks. And what they were capable of doing was nothing short of phenomenal. And I'm glad yeah, you brought out that. Uh, yeah. I was going to say I'm right, glad yeah, I'm John sorry. brought out that '70s sound because uh, I was noticing that too. Uh, very definitely reminiscent of the early '70s. But also, you mentioned the fuzz, and uh, we had uh, just recently we had the daughter of the guy who really was a classic artist oh, that yeah. uh, created yeah. fuzz and distortion, Link Ray. As a matter of fact, oh, uh, man, cool. I love Link Ray, man. March March is the 60th anniversary of the release of Rumble and uh, oh, we're my going goodness. I I don't think uh, I don't think I told John Bon Jovi to leave in this yet, but uh, we're going to have Link Ray's daughter back on and we're going to do oh, a whole that's hour great. because there is such a treasure chest of music that Link Ray did uh well after he did rumble. I mean, he got into country, he got into blues, he got into all kinds of stuff. And we're going to do a whole and we hour had such on Lake Ray. Killer interview with her too. Yeah, she's going to be back. I love Lake Ray, on. man. Lake Ray is cool. You know, yeah. I mean, people don't realize kind of how he, uh, you know, that overdriven sound, especially back when he did it. There's some really cool footage of him in the '70s doing that t- with like serious distortion, almost like Jimi Hendrix. I'm sure you guys have seen yeah. that version on YouTube, and it's like, oh my goodness, you know, to, to think that that stuff came out when it did. And uh, I love the original tune, Rumble. In fact, you know, I, yeah. I posted a couple of clips on YouTube just kind of messing around in the studio. And um, I love vintage gear. I love vintage guitars. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, I think he used a Gretsch at one time um, and a Gibson. And I've got an old Gretsch, and that really lends itself nicely to, uh, to that tune. So, you know, sometimes I just go in the basement and just jam those chords that he played, you know, because it's so easy. That song is such an easy tune. But it's it is so, it's so expressive. So cool. Yeah, it's yes. so expressive. It's just got so much art and guts to it. And um, yeah. I'm I'm glad we get into that. And if you love Link Ray, you're going to love the show. Now I don't know which week in March it's going to be yet, but I'm I'm guessing at this point it's going to be one of the first two weeks of March. But uh, we'll be announcing the date as soon as we can uh, get the calendar set there. But let's get back to the Buzzhounds and your new album. Now you said that you have. Uh, You've really run the gamut of styles with virtually everything from 70s throwback rock uh, to outlaw country. And where, where, do you, where do you draw on to, for example, this album, where did you get the idea to do this compendium of sounds? You know, it's kind of funny, and thanks for asking. It's a great question. Um, as a guitar player and a musician, I, I find myself, as I get older, I keep going backwards in time. Because uh, I'm really, I mean, I like what's going on now, but as a player, as a guitar player, I'm really intrigued uh, going backwards. Uh, so, you know, obviously growing up, <clears throat> my dad loved Zeppelin, uh, and, you, you know, you get that, that rock instilled in your, and kind of in your blood, right? But then when you kind of... When, when you kind of digest that, you're like, all right, well, where did, kind of where did this come from, right? So you go back and you go back, and well, they, you know, then you look at who influenced who, you know. You mentioned Link Ray. I mean, Jimmy Page was a huge Link Ray fan. So then, you, you know, you're, you're just kind of doing the deduction, you know, what's the lowest common denominator? So then you go back to 60s surf, and you, you know, that's cool. Um, and then in the 50s, 
you're going down to Rocky Building. It's kind of funny because these days I'm I'm like really jonesing about all these cool rockabilly records that were made in the 50s eddie cochran gene vincent right. you know um and the the stuff that we're doing now are actually kind of funny i'm I'm always trying to work and, and, and work on new things we're actually doing a rockabilly record right now um, oh, wow. so you know who knows maybe when that's done we'll get into like 40s jazz who knows but um to answer your question um i've always been like a a a a music history buff. I like all styles of music and the styles that I've been gravitating to have kind of taken me through this, um, this backwards journey through time. And, um, I love outlaw country. I love seventies country. I love rockabilly. I love the sixties, you know, vintage reverb amp surfy, um, sound of the guitar. And, um, so this record was like, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, Jan and Dean in the garage overdubbing voice tracks on on quarter inch reel to reel. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and and and, and the ventures. Yeah, yeah, yep. the ventures too. Yeah, I love all that stuff. Um, and yeah, for you me, know, you, it's like you, being... you mentioned. Uh, yeah, you you mentioned Jimmy Page being a fan of Link Ray, and you yep. can hear that in. Uh, oh yeah. And in Zeppelin's first album, the, the 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 song "Communication Breakdown," you can hear that yeah. that that fuzz, that 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 Link yes. Ray sound. Yeah, Link yeah. Ray is uh, is definitely been overlooked and should have been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame long ago because he is well, he has so many claims to fame. I mean, aside from the fact that he was an incredible musician, but uh, his landmark sound that he created, he came out with. Uh, as far as I know, it is still the only instrumental record that was banned from commercial radio. And uh, he's also uh, the, the first Native American rock star. There's a fantastic uh, documentary out. I'm trying to remember the name. I think it's called Rumble, the Indians that Rocked the World. And it came out last year. Great documentary on it. And... Uh, we're we're really happy to be able to have uh, have his daughter on the show again, and we want to remind cool. you, we want to we want to mention to you that we have a thing on the show here. Once you're on our show, once you're on the David Bowers Awards, you're part of the family. We always have a place for you, and uh, if you've got something new, uh, new music, uh, shows, whatever it is that you want to spread the word, we're here for you. I have a page on Facebook. Just search uh, the the David Bowers Awards. And you can post all of your music-related news on there, uh, tours, playdates, new music, albums, whatever. That's what it's there for, my guests, to go ahead and post their news to the fans and listeners. So feel free to use that. You are now part of our family here. And uh, we hope that uh, when you get the uh, new music ready, uh, you give us a jingle and we get you back on here and be able to share it with the world. Appreciate that, David. Thank you. Be awesome. Now, before we do, you mentioned the song that uh, we are going to play next, and I guess we've got a couple of minutes left, so the, we have time for you to tell us a little bit about this because this is a uh, this one pushes the envelope a little bit more than Dangerous Ride. This thing called I Quit. Tell us about it. Yeah, I quit. Um, I quit is uh, kind of like a modern day take this job and shove it, and I guess I say modern day kind of loosely because it's kind of a throwback to uh, Johnny Paycheck's uh, tune, Take This Job and Shove It. Um, you know, how many people are bummed out about their jobs? And I just, you know, it's one of those tunes that I just kind of I woke up one day, and, you know, not that I'm unhappy with my job or anything, but I had this jingle. I quit. My boss don't, you know, give a you-know-what. Um, right. And, uh, yeah. 
So, um, you know, we laid it down. Um, my, um, my collaborator in the studio on the engineering board, uh, Mikey V out here in Chicago, we laid that tune down. And, you know, the cool thing about this tune is everything in this whole signal chain is, is vintage. Um, I used a, um, early fifties, um, uh, Gretsch, uh, Chet Atkins, uh, guitar 6120 and a, um, 62 Princeton reverb on the track, and you can really hear that uh, full-tone tape delay slap echo, uh, that rockabilly slap on the vocal, like they did um, in Sun Studio, set at 10 milliseconds. So um, I wanted to actually boost it up a little bit more, but, you know, we, we kind of governed it down so it didn't sound ridiculous, but it's got that uh, rockabilly twang to it. It's definitely got that, uh, you know... 70s Johnny Paycheck uh, takes his job and shove it feel to the tune with maybe like an Elvis vocal on it. And uh, might I might add my uh, my good friend uh, Liz Alana on background vocals. She really tears it up, especially during the uh, during the uh, the bridge of the song. She's a hell of a singer. Well, we have a uh, we have a process here for uh, new music on the show. I listen to it. And uh, now I'll go ahead and pick the artists we're going to have on the show and work with them as far as what songs they're going to play on the show. And John Bon Jovial doesn't get to hear any of it until I play it on the show so that uh, he listens to it cold and he gets his own, uh, you know, his immediate response where I can be a little bit biased. I listen to something. I like it. And uh, John, John gets it all sprung on him by surprise. So we're going to surprise him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, these are are the buzzhounds the song is i quit that's, that's it. it i quit
Johnny Paycheck would be proud. Johnny Paycheck would be proud. He took a, these guys took a country song and uh, they made a, uh, a retro rock uh, follow-up to it. Or Follow-up isn't the word I want to say, but a, a, a salute to it, actually. And uh, he would. He would be proud. Great job, guys. The Buzzhounds, ladies and gentlemen. What would you think about that, John Bon Jovio? Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And, uh, you know, I love the rockabilly aspect to it. I like the subtle salute to Johnny Paycheck in there. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice job. They did, a, they did a nice job. Hey, we've got a major uh, gear shift coming up Absolutely. here with our next yes. band. And yes, uh, very, very much looking forward to having uh, Don't Tell Mom coming back on the show. These guys are some very talented kids out of uh, Arizona, I believe. Absolutely, and, uh, yes, they are. They've been with yeah. us in the past. We had them on, and uh, they've got some stuff happening, so we thought we'd bring them back here, let you hear uh, a little bit more of their music uh, in a little bit of a different style than what they've done before, and here's an example of it right now. Don't Tell Mom is the group. The song is the classic, House of the Rising Sun. <laughs>
Hey, I'm James McSheffrey, and you're listening to the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio. House of the Rising Sun by the great group out of the uh, Mesa, Phoenix area, called themselves Don't Tell Mom. I got some bad news for you guys. I think Mom has finally caught on because you're making a lot of noise around the Phoenix area. Who do we have from the band with us today? I'm Dean, and I'm the Dean? singer and guitarist. Yeah. Okay. And uh, is anyone ever with you, or is it just you? It's just me. The other band, the other members can make it. Okay. All right. I just wanted to be sure we didn't overlook anybody. Thank you for coming by today. Yeah. Welcome back to the David Bowers Awards. You guys have been doing some great stuff. I know your name is all over the yeah. place. You're, uh, you've got, as a matter of fact, you've got a show coming up in the what in the next week or so, haven't you? Yeah, at the at the Arizona Food Truck Festival at Salt River Fields. That's that one's always a fun one. We've done that four years in a row. Right. That's yeah. why I wanted to mention that because that's a that's a big deal, and uh, you guys are uh, you guys have kind of become regulars at it, fourth year in a row, and uh, that's that's really something. I, I I'm just so happy because we've kind of watched you grow. We had you on the show here, I don't know, a year or two ago, and I've watched yeah. your, uh, your career expand and grow up and. Uh, uh, when, uh, if I remember correctly, and I don't sometimes, but uh, if I remember correctly, uh, your drummer, what's yeah. your drummer's name? His name is Jamie. Jamie. If I remember correctly, when this song we just played, House of the Rising Sun, was recorded, Jamie was like, what, 12 years old? Um, I think, yeah, he was 11. He just turned 11. 11. Okay, yeah, I, I I knew that I knew that he was n- not yet a teenager, and uh, I've mean, just been amazed by uh, the stuff you did when you came in the first time here. Uh, you did some surf stuff, and uh, the band that we just had on is really into the retro sound. I know when I was telling yeah. Jeff about when I was telling Jeff about you, he was really excited and uh, looking forward to hearing from you, John Bon Jovial. You have a question for us. Well, yeah, you know, I, I want to, uh, Dean, I want to compliment you on the way that, you know, the band's um, production techniques and the talent has progressed because that's a really, really nice cover of House of the Rising Sun. I, You know, there's certain songs out there that you, you wonder, should they be covered? Should only the original, you know, person that had the hit yeah. Uh, do it, but uh, in I got to tell you, in this in this case, I really got to compliment you. You guys did a very nice job, and but I just want to know. My question is, what was it that made you think, you know, we should do a cover of House of the Rising Sun? Where where did that thought process come from? Um, well, basically, myself first, and I found like, hey, we could do an arrangement of this. Like my voice on it, my and my voice has changed so much. I almost cringe listening to that that recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I remember the I remember I those just, days. I showed it okay. and they liked it. And Jamie, he just came up with his own drum beat. And when we play it live, he goes nuts, and it's really fun okay. to watch. Dean, yeah. I'm going to ask you to to do me a favor. Uh, I'm, I'm getting the impression that you're on a cell phone. If you could maybe move to a different uh, a, a different part of the house or, or, or wherever you are, because you're 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 fading in and out on us. Yeah, we are, and we are talking on a cell phone. Okay, actually, now that sounds a little bit better. So, 
Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, so go back to what you were saying about uh, the the influence behind getting you to do uh, House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. So I learned it acoustically, and then um, and then we just started playing it live, and it just kind of caught on, and we decided to record it because we thought we had a we thought we had a good version of it, and record it since no one knows who actually wrote it. It wasn't the animals. No, it was not. They, no, that's been around a lot longer than yeah, that. It's been a yeah. long time. Yeah, it's like a spiritual that goes back into the the, yeah. the the late 20s, early 30s. One of the so-called Negro spirituals from back then. Uh, are there any other uh, 60s-based uh, songs that, that uh, you're thinking of doing a cover of? Um, well, we in in that like in that like retrospect of in our 60s songs, we already played. Uh, Okay, we're losing you. We're losing you again. Dean. Yeah, don't move around. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll like me, when I'm on the around. phone, I tend to pace back and forth. If you can just exactly. plant, find a good too. spot and plant yourself there. Um, is this better? This is fine. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So we pl- we just started learning. Um, we just started learning. Oh, darling, that was a new song that we're just starting to learn and. Yeah, we, that's usually where we had our covers from, 50s, 50s, some 70s and 80s. We don't really do any 90s or 2000s stuff. I'm not the biggest fan of that era of music, really. <laughs> well, it's, that's the important thing. You do you do what you enjoy doing, because if you don't yeah. enjoy it, it's going to come through. People are going to know you're forcing it. Yeah, and whenever that- we do a cover, we always try and kind of make it our own, like... There's this band called Me First in the Gimme Gimmies. They'll take, like, Rainbow Connection by the Muppets and turn it into a punk song. It's really it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always I'm, great. I'm, yeah, I'm is, trying to envision that. I, I'm yeah. kind of scared to, but I'd like to hear it anyway. I may look, have to look that one up. You, <laughs> you were talking you, about you the... You will. You were talking yeah, about the Rainbow Connection. That song is a traditional song is as john said that goes way back the earliest known recording of it was back in uh, 1933 i think and uh the uh guy that recorded it i'm, I'm going to cheat here and see if i can see a note on it but uh it was recorded it was robert johnson uh, wasn't it well no, <laughs> no he's not that old appalachian artists clarence tom ashley and gwen foster on vocalion records and ashley said he'd learned the song from his grandfather and uh, roy acuff of course the uh, the country legend learned it from uh from ashley and he recorded it in 1938 so that song has been around a lot longer than even i have and everybody knows i'm as old as dirt but <laughs> I'm also losing my voice today for some reason, but uh, John, I'm going to let you take over here for a second while I try to salvage my voice. Okay, you got it. Yeah, just uh, take care of that voice of yours, because without your golden tones, uh, you know, wh- what are we going to get sick to? <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember See, that. Uh, remember, uh, uh, D- Dean, I'm, I'm watching David on, uh, we've got a Skype connection, and I'm watching him, and he was taking a drink as I said that, and I think I just made the liquid come out of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, the well, way my nose feels, that might be an improvement. Yeah, you guys are doing some great things. Uh, you know, we've been keeping track of you, even though this is the first time in a while you've been on the show. We have been keeping tabs 
on how well you guys are doing, and we know that you're being uh, rather well received in the the, the Phoenix area. Now, I, I know that because of your age, you know, you've got restrictions uh, when it comes to touring because of school and things like this. But what yeah. are your long term? What are your long term plans with the band and and uh, to you know to branch out and and try to become? Uh, are you going to try to become a national force? Um. Yeah, I guess that's everyone's kind of goal when they start a band to become like this worldwide known but really I think if it keeps going the way it's going I think that would be fine because I'm having fun with my friends playing songs playing playing in front of like hundreds of people and I'm having the time of my life I guess I don't know I'm only 13 I guess I wouldn't really I guess I wouldn't really know yet well, listen, you can be well, having the time of your life so far. There's no question about that, and you're doing a heck of a job of it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you know, so... t- t- take, it, take it from us because we're a little older than you are. You're 13 little... now. In, in about two weeks, you're going to be 54. And you're going to look back <laughs> and you're going to say, where the hell did the time go to? So yeah, you enjoy a, uh... this while you... You enjoy this while you can, certainly. There's a classic... Yeah, I'll, make, I'll make the best out of the two two weeks that I have. Absolutely. There's a, a classic line that goes right along with that, and it goes something like, uh, I remember when we were kids and couldn't wait to get older. What the hell were we thinking? <laughs> because you, you yeah. get there way too fast, believe me. What do you guys got planned in the immediate future? Um, we're going to start recording again. We're going to start, yeah, we're going to, we have like three new originals that we plan on releasing as singles. Um, yeah, we're, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're just going to keep going in the same direction. It's been working, so, you know, I think we're just going to keep going. Yeah, so we're going to keep going this way and, you know, um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Well, you know, if your future plans are going to be anything like what you've been doing here in the very recent past, then I think the future is going to be bright for you guys. And I'm not saying that just to make you feel good. You know, both David and I, we've been uh, in the radio business now. I've been in the radio business a little over 40 years, and, and David's coming up on his 50th anniversary in radio. So we do recognize me. talent. Yeah, no kidding. We do recognize talent when we hear it, and we also recognize when somebody's trying to zoom us. And, and A, you got the talent, and B, uh, I don't hear any BS in what you're saying to us. So I think that you guys are, are going to go far. And, you know, if there's anything that we can do to help you, of course, you let us know. David's going to tell you here in just a second about the various ways that you can reach out to us and also post your uh, notices and uh, upcoming events and music and things like that on the David Bowers Awards page on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. So, uh, uh, Dean, I'm going to sign off here and let David take over, but thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. Uh, really looking forward to hearing your your, your next song, uh, Strike Three. So, uh, again, yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah, And we are. We are so happy to have you on here, and I I have to echo what John was saying. Uh, You guys definitely have the talent. You seem to have your head screwed on pretty straight, and you're pretty down to earth. And the next basic thing, okay, if you got the talent and the will to do it, now have fun, because that's the bottom line. If you're not having fun, 
you're not going to last. You gotta, you gotta be loving what you're doing because this business takes a lot of heart. And if you don't love what you're doing, it can uh, wear you down real quick. You guys are doing a great job. We're looking forward to having you back. As uh, John said, you can uh, post. I have on uh, on Facebook. I have a page. Just uh, go to the the David Bowers Awards on Facebook, and you can post your uh, music dates, your play dates, uh, any touring you're doing, new releases, all of your music news. That's what it's there for. Because as you know now, after being on the show, you're part of our family. You're always welcome here. So keep in touch. Let us know what's going on. I'm also on face or on uh, on Twitter as the David Bowers and. Uh, plenty of other places around the web. Give us a, give us a call, keep in touch, let us know what's going on. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back again in the near future with a lot new music. Tell us real quickly, if you would, about I quit. I'm sorry, strike three, wrong song. Oh yeah. Um, so strike three is a rockabilly song. And when I, when I wanted to write it, I didn't like start with lyrics. I was just like, Hey, I want to write a rockabilly song. So I just thought to myself, like, what's in every rockabilly song? Cars, going to jail, something along those lines. So hey. I decided to rock. Yeah, I decided to write a song that had that had those elements in him in them. Yeah. Well, I think it's really really super that we've had two groups on today that are modern day rockers that are really into the old roots of rock, including rockabilly. Thank you so much. These are the band known as Don't Tell Mom, and this is called Strike Three. Strike One!
Oh, there you have it. They call themselves Don't Tell Mom. Another great show, a lot of fun, and plenty more coming next week. We'll see you then. John Bon Jovial, take us home. We are on our way. Yes, sir. Be sure to click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page for the David Bowers Awards and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and all those other silly social media platforms. Please be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ FM 106.3 Rochester, New York. That's Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. Greenwich for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it all happen. So until next week, for The David Bowers and our wonderful engineer, Nick the Geek, I am John Bon Jovial telling you to please stay safe, love one another, and of course, be sure to listen to The David Bowers Awards. We'll see you next week right here at the same bat time, same bat channel. Take care, everybody.